The hosts of the Texas Triangle support the NBA players' use of their platform to advance social justice and equality. Black Lives Matter. What's up, Waterballers? Welcome to the Texas Triangle, a basketball fan podcast where we discuss the Dallas Mavericks, Houston Rockets, and San Antonio Spurs. I'm Danny, and I, I need a second because I'm Googling if I'm allowed to vote for a 21-year-old Slovenian for president of the United States of America. I'm James, and I'll hail the tuck wagon. I'm Jonathan, and Pop's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this week of the Triangle, uh, I'm going to wrap up the MAF season. James is going to discuss the Rockets' first-round win over the Thunder and give us a preview of round two. Uh, Jonathan's going to give us a Spurs offseason preview, and then we are going to uh, have us a little bit of a draft. So I will, I'll go ahead and get started. I can wrap up games five and game six. I'm not going to have a ton to talk about. If you guys want, you can check out our Twitter at TX Triangle Pod. We kind of did our best to live live tweet some of the games there. And so all of my ref complaining and Paul George complaining and Marcus Morris complaining can kind of be found there. Uh, and I've calmed down since then. He's in a much better place. <laughs> I texted I, a lot of really mean things about Marcus Morris. <laughs> <laughs> I am new to Twitter, so but you see occasional things of me talking about my complaints about Scott Foster and Lou Dort. Just like yeah, the Spurs, uh, I'm pretty silent. <laughs> it, was a, it was just a lot of uncomfortable, like wishing bad things to happen to Marcus Morris because he hurt my son. Lots of... Uh, Hoping for bad things for Kane Fitzgerald. Like, I, I hope he gets coal for Christmas, and I hope he bites into a peanut M&M and gets a rotten peanut. Uh, Steps on a Lego. Yeah, I just, I, I don't love him. Uh, But yeah, uh, so <laughs> games five and six, the Mavs did end up losing uh, both games five and six. They lost the first round series to the Clippers. Um, I thought it was unfair that the Clippers were allowed to sign Paul George in the middle of a playoff series. Um, Pretty gross. I didn't. I thought that was against the rules, but there he was, uh, game five. So uh, yeah, it's there's a reason that the Clippers were were the worst matchup for us. None of no Mavs fans wanted to play the Clippers because just, no NBA we, fan wanted to see it. Right. We just we match up worse against them than we do any other team in the NBA. I think. Like I think we literally could have played anybody else, and I would have felt way more confident than I did against us playing the Clippers. Um, they're just they're really good at basketball but it was uh, i will say it was a much more interesting series than i thought it was going to be yeah, yeah it was a much more interesting series entirely because of luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. um i yeah. was i was spending a little time reviewing the rest of the team's uh individual performances over the first series um and nobody else put together a good series really there were good individual performances like people would jump up and have like a good game here and there but like maxi who's super important to this team's success was bad um tim hardaway jr who's very important to this team's success was bad dorian finney smith was not good uh seth had bright spots but overall wasn't good chris got ejected and also got hurt um yeah trey burke was somehow the second best player on the mavs over this uh spring in series it's so stupid I don't, i'll again don't understand trey burke because he's he's gonna come back. We're gonna bring him back because of like the great things he did for us in the playoff series, and he's just gonna be terrible all season. Is he gonna be a free agent? I who cares? I don't know. Okay. I don't. I haven't paid <laughs> attention to Trey Burke honestly. He's he's a terrible regular season player unless somehow this is the perfect situation for him, which I don't think so because this is his second pass through Dallas, um, <laughs> and so maybe he's specifically just a playoff player and so he just needs to be in the g league during the regular season and then signed to a playoff team for the playoff start maybe i don't maybe know maybe he's a he uh, a bubble player yeah he just really thrives in the bubble like uh jamal murray or donovan mitchell who are those i've never heard of them uh but yeah we we lost games five and ga- games five and six lost the first round series to the clippers uh there were bright spots luca finished the his first ever playoff series averaging 31 points, 9.8 rebounds and 8.7 assists per game, uh, which is insane, Ooh. especially against the Clippers uh, is the youngest player ever to hit a playoff buzzer beater. Uh, he had a 40 point triple double in game four. Uh, and he did all of that on a bad ankle because he had a, had an ankle sprain 
very early on in the series. Rick Carlisle kind of said it best as he usually does. He's one of the toughest players I've ever seen in this league, and that goes back 35, 36 years. Granted, he is hyping up his boy because mm-hmm. he has to. So I don't know if he actually believes that. It's kind of one of the things he has to say. But he's not far off. Like Luca's tough. Yeah, he's, he's like a fail. he's like a a robot. He's like if somebody taught Kawhi how to love. If someone teaches Kawhi how to love, it, it's over. He'll be unstoppable on and off the basketball court. He'll be able to accomplish anything he wants. I don't think His it's possible. To love is the only thing that's holding him down. Um, Luca, more Luca talk because he's literally the bright spot um, of this this first round series. Had the third most points ever by a player in his first NBA postseason series behind LeBron James and the King Bob McAdoo. <laughs> 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 but uh, Luca had 186 points over six games uh, in his first ever postseason series, which is just insane. There are a lot more stats that I could go into, but I don't think anybody wants to hear me just drone on and on about stats. Basically, just Luca is uh, impressive, and he is uh, an incredibly bright spot in an incredibly exciting season, but I'll talk more about the season as a whole over my second segment um, where I kind of wrap up the season. But I'm just... Luca was the bright spot of this uh, of this playoff series, and holy cow, we're so lucky to have him. Texas is lucky to have him. Oh, you no kidding, dude. Um, James, uh, can you uh, give us a, a recap of the first round series against the Thunder and that game last night? Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So so Rockets, I think since the last time we recorded, we were up 2-0. And naturally, Oof. we, we uh, cannot make things easy on ourselves. So we lost the next two, one game five and a big blowout. Oh, shout out game five for Tyson Chandler getting in the game to shoot two free throws. And missing them both. So there was a Tyson side. <laughs> like, dude, he hadn't played since like February, right? Yeah. Well, because what happened was PJ got ejected from uh, Dennis Schroeder, punched mm-hmm. him in the in the groin, and he got up in his face, and so he got ejected. So uh, Billy Donovan wisely chose Tyson Chandler to shoot the free throws. So uh, <laughs> Tyson Chandler got in there for a solid zero seconds, missed two free throws, and triumphantly went back to the bench. <laughs> Um, but that was that was game five. I'm mostly going to focus on game six and seven because that's the most recent, and game five was forever ago. Yeah, so game six, oh, man. We thought we had that. <laughs> um, we were up, and then Chris Paul uh, and Lou Dort. Lou Dort had a phenomenal game six uh, shooting-wise, and Chris Paul hit back-to-back clutch threes there in the fourth quarter. And I totally thought that Lou Dort was going to be just like Andre Robertson, randomly making a bunch of shots. And he was. Um, <laughs> so he, he filled the Andre Robertson, randomly a good shooter against the Rockets uh, these last couple games. Um, so game six was rough. I don't know why Russell Westbrook had the ball there in the last five seconds when he just threw it straight out of bounds. Because watching that game as a whole, like there were he had seven turnovers and like three of them at least were him just throwing it straight out of bounds. It was Westbrook had a pretty awful game six. Um, So that led to a game seven. Um, Despite us outscoring them by 44 points in the first six games, we had to go to a game seven and oh my gosh, that was absolutely wild. First half Lou Dort had 18 points high of the game. Then he ended with, 30 points on 50% shooting from three and 10 of 21 from the field as a whole. Lou Dort, it's insane. He is the third player under 21 to score over 25 points in a game seven behind LeBron James, <laughs> Kobe Bryant, and the and great Lou Dort. Dort. Uh, so, <laughs> man, that like I, I thought, and Mike D'Antoni said it after, uh, during his, his mid-game interview, he said that, their designated shooters, the designated shooters are just hitting the shot. So like, we want him shooting, but sometimes, you know, a uh, 25% career three-point shooter will hit 50% for a game. Yeah, um, Danilo Gallinari had like four points last night or something like that. It's something yeah, crazy. Yeah, two of six shooting four points. He was pretty bad. Uh, he even missed a technical free throw. Um, so he was over one from the line. Yeah. Why was uh, he? T- uh, listen, I don't, I didn't have a dog in this fight. I feel equally about the thunder and the rockets, but I, I gave the edge to the rockets because Texas forever. And I wanted them to win, mm-hmm. but 
like the announcer 30 seconds before that free throw happened just got done sharing a chris paul quote where he talked about how he was built for clutch situations like this and then he proceeds to turn the ball over twice miss a layup and then allow Danilo Gallinari to shoot this incredibly important free throw instead of shooting it himself. What's he doing? <laughs> if he's built for this, then I, do something. I have no idea. He just completely crapped the bed. And then that that final inbound play. How does? Oh my gosh! You, we'll, we'll you've got that. Stephen Adams uh, in the game, which yeah. like our Thunder, our official Thunder fan Kinchy didn't want Stephen Adams in the game at all, which I understand. I thought Steven Adams in the game is a no-brainer because he's a foot taller than anybody the Rockets have on their team. And Only if he's putting pressure on the basket, though. Yeah, exactly. Put him run to the basket. There's a picture <laughs> I can uh I sent it to you guys. There's a picture of like PJ Tucker is standing between Steven Adams and the inbounder. Steven Adams has a clear lane to the basket and about 10 feet of nobody between him and the basket. And he's lob, seven lob feet the tall. ball up to him, and then he runs to the perimeter to set screens. Like, I, I, is it a Billy Donovan just crapping the yeah. bed and completely calling a terrible call there? Uh, calling a terrible play. Is it Steven Adams? Like, not no, it's Billy Donovan, right? It's got to be Billy Donovan just calling a terrible play. How do you not tell your giant seven footer to just run to the basket, lob it up to him? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I saw Sorry, a video of uh, uh, Channing Fry the retired Channing Fry just yelling at the TV saying, why don't you just run to the basket? And then Me too, Mark dude, Jackson, I was doing exactly that. <laughs> Mark Jackson, the announcer also said that exact thing of just run to the basket. Yeah. Mark Jackson, it's it's hard to believe take, that but... that was a, a lapse of judgment on the player's yeah. part. Like he had to have been told yeah. a very specific thing to do. Those set screens on the perimeter. Yeah. He was yeah. just following orders and you know, Steven Adams isn't one of the all-time greats that sees the whole picture and, you know, makes decisions for himself. He seems really like a guy that does his job. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And they, Billy Donovan had two timeouts and a technical free throw to figure out that play. And that's what he came up with. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, Man, that was the longest two seconds ever. Um, (laughs) Especially considering there was 0.5 seconds left. Uh, then I looked away, look back. There's 1.4 seconds left. Then I look <laughs> away again, and then there's two and a half seconds left. I was like, "We're going the wrong way. What is happening here?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was absolutely wild. Um, I mean, I, I feel for the Thunder because uh, we've been there with Scott Foster having some <laughs> rough calls. I did see Chris Paul after the game talking and saying that you know he expects to be fine for that delay of game that he got called where uh, Scott Foster said like, yeah, no, we're looking into this or something. And he said, we're good. So Chris Paul goes to tie his shoe and then gets called for a called for a delay of game. So I, that, that extends the Chris Paul's team in the playoffs have lost 10 straight Scott Foster games, ending the Rockets seven game losing streak with Scott Foster ref games. Go Texas. Um, Something had to give. Stupid stat, man. (laughs) I hate that that's a stat. The last minute of regulation in that game took 16 minutes of real time. Goodness. It was absolutely wild. Felt like longer. I hated every second of it. Chris Paul, uh, he had a he had a good game overall, triple double. James Harden, oh my gosh, he was yeah he, was he disappeared. Overall. Especially he in the in the last few minutes, he didn't like. Yeah. I don't think he took a single shot. He just kept passing, driving, and passing the ball out of it. He didn't. It's like he didn't want to shoot the ball. Yeah, he in the last two games, 15. he didn't really do much at the end. Yeah, he was four for 15 from the field. So he was early in the game, especially. He was just settling for threes. Um, my guess is that he's just a little tired. He's gassed, which. Yeah, and he great. was playing, to, to his credit, he was playing defense in those last couple of possessions. Yeah, yeah for sure. And he, I mean, he had three blocks and two steals, uh, including that game saving block mm-hmm. with two seconds to go on door. You love to see a block on a three. Oh, yeah. Poor yeah. Dort, man. I don't know if that was rookie. A, was, rookie Dort just got blocked by James Harden. Is like, uh, 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 what do I? And then tries to play dodgeball with him and fails. <laughs> is that was a really rough like sequence for a young guy who had, has had a very good game up to that point. I felt bad for him. People forget how long uh, James Harden is and how good he is at deflections, whether they're passes yeah. or shots. Like he just quick he's hands. got quick hands. Yeah, I'm assuming JD, you were bringing up the block on a three by Manu Ginobili, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, yeah, so we squeaked out a victory, outscored the Thunder by 46 for the series, barely won in seven. So as a whole, just recap the series. Uh, I do like Chris Paul, still good. He was a good leader. I, I am very glad that they made the playoffs despite them not really being in the running. Yeah, before yeah, I think Vegas gave them like a zero point two percent chance of making yeah. the playoffs before the season started. Outrageous. Yeah. yeah, and it was very good to have him because Chris Paul is the he's the Players Association president. So it was very good that the Thunder made the playoffs for that for sure meeting with the players only meeting um, that they had with everything going on because he's I mean he's a level headed guy. He I love him, respect him, I miss him. He's very fun to watch. Uh, can be a pain to play against because he he does some sneaky snitchy things but what that's a i hate him so much <laughs> he's I, a snitch. I hate him so much <laughs> but I, he's so much fun to watch the, um the flop off between chris paul and james harden with like 30 seconds <laughs> left i've i've never been so mad watching basketball yeah my entire life. four people hit the deck it was it was <laughs> <awful>. so gross <laughs> so um, before we move on from the the thunder i just want to mention that the mavs are the only team in Texas that haven't had like a huge Lou Dort game because back in February when the Spurs were trying to put together a streak of wins after the all-star break, they came across the thunder and Lou Dort who had not hit any threes maybe ever in his life went two for two on the Spurs and ended the game with a uh, plus 36 in the plus minus yeah, was just an absolute monster. The only reason that the Spurs lost that game was Lou Dort. Yeah. Um, so having having a career high thirty points in a game seven of a playoff series, your rookie year is absolutely wild. One other stat that the is the Rockets. They kept saying that the Rockets have the number one defense in the playoffs. Why are we going to seven games? <laughs> the Rockets, who are known for their offense with D'Antoni and everything. I don't know. Barely squeaked by round one. <laughs> and so. didn't Dort just get signed to some like ridiculously cheap contract? I think they uh, just extended him, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He plays in Oklahoma. I don't even. I'll never talk about him so, again, probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> I can't find his contract, but. Yeah, we did pass the James Harden stopper of Lou Dort, so I think the Rockets <laughs> are good to make the make the championship season. So. Yeah, well, I'm, with, I'm uh, looking. With your first round uh, victory over the Thunder, congratulations are in order. The Rockets are officially the champions of Texas. <laughs> Way to go, James. Way to go, Rockets. I hope you hope you feel great about it. The season's over. Uh, there are, are no more games to talk about anymore. The bubble's done. Everybody gets to go home. Uh, there's no more basketball for, for at least a few months. So, And I will be talking about the Rockets' second round series in a couple segments. Oh, uh, one more thing. Oh, are they I'm... still playing? Is it just like exhibition oh, yeah. games? or Our, We get to play the Lakers. Play, playing for fun. You've already won the championship of Texas, James. Yeah, what you are you just doing? calm down. Who cares, bud? But one, one more thing on Lou Dort. His contract is $5.4 million over four years. Total? Total. Oh, my that's, gosh. That's nuts. So, I bet he's so mad right now. <laughs> we've got that to look forward to. Uh, all right, JD, do you want to... Uh... Give us a, a Spurs offseason preview. Yeah, I'm just going to do a brief preview over our potential free agents um, right now. We'll get into draft prospects and things like that in in, uh, in the future when the draft gets a little bit closer. Uh, but I'm, I'm taking this list of potential free agents from Danny LaRue's cap preview on The Athletic. Our potential free agents are Jakob Pertl, who is going to be a restricted free agent. DeMar DeRozan, who has a $27.7 million player option. That he's uh, certainly picking which, spoiler, up. Spoiler, right? he's going he's gonna to be picking yeah. up. I mean, he has to. Uh, Trey Lyles, his, his next year on his contract is partially guaranteed, so we could, we could cut our ties with him without taking like the, a, a huge hit, but I'm anticipating that we're going to hold on to him. Bryn Forbes is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Marco Bellinelli is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Chimezi Metu has a non-guarantee on the rest of his contract, and Tyler Zeller, we don't know, but it's likely non-guaranteed. I forgot you guys had a Zeller. I always forget you have a Zeller. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was they a bubble Zeller. Yeah, they, they just come out of nowhere, those Zellers. So first, Jakob Pertl, as a restricted free agent, 
that's one that is going to be really interesting. I think it's going to be a situation where he plays next year. And then at the end of the year, we see if he gets any offers and maybe match something or maybe let him go if it's too rich. Uh, Cause we currently are over the cap. So it's not awesome. Um, and it also depends on who we draft. We could be drafting another big man. I know the Spurs are interested in the big man prospects of this draft. Cause if, if Jakob doesn't stay and we don't expect LaMarcus to be here forever, is Drew Eubanks going to be our center of the future? I don't know, man. So like, <laughs> We're we're looking at big men in the draft, and we're hoping that maybe we can keep Jakob because Jakob is a rock star. Um, but that is going to be a really, really interesting piece of next offseason. I don't think we're going to get any resolution this offseason. Maybe things are going to get a little more clear as time goes on. But He's a yak star. He's a yak star. <laughs> Sorry, that felt <laughs> gross after I said it. I regret it. I'm a fan. Uh, and so moving on to DeMar, as we, were just, as we mentioned earlier, he's picking up that player option. Um, I don't think there's a good market for him this year. Uh, it makes a lot more sense for him to hit free agency in 2021 when a lot of people are going to be saving money for, I don't know, Giannis. And a lot of people are going to be missing on Giannis. So a lot of teams are going to have money. And what better, what better player to spend it on? I, that's yeah. all any Mavs fan. It's literally the minute that we lost game six to the Clippers. Everyone was like, it's all right. We're getting Giannis in 2021. So yeah, I, so it I looks know, like I know it's not happening. I'm not delusional, but it's fun. Like maybe Miami's going to have a lot of cap space in 2021. If they oh, don't man. get Giannis, then, you know, DeMar might try and go there. I don't know. But all I know for this offseason, DeMar would be a fool not to take $27.7 million in this environment in this economy yeah you kidding so trey lyles is the next one his is partially guaranteed and like i mentioned the future of our big man rotation is a little bit up in the air so it would not shock me at all if we fully guaranteed that trey lyles contract and tried to keep him around a little bit because he surprised us a little bit offensively he's not a he's, he's not very good on defense but having a big man that can go out there and play and shoot threes is nice. What do you think Tim Duncan's up to? Uh, he need a big right man. now? He might yeah. be playing Dungeons and Dragons or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll, you guys need a big man. I hear he's available. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll get into what I think uh, Tim Duncan can do with some of these young big men in the future. He worked a lot with Jakob, and I think it showed on the floor. Jakob is so much more of a def- defensive force than I thought he would be. I think before he got to San Antonio, he was he set hard screens and got a lot of rebounds, but I think he is in such a better place defensively than he was when he got here. So I think that's that's got Tim Duncan's handwriting on it. Um, so the next one is Bryn Forbes. Unrestricted free agent Bryn Forbes. You guys know, no, nobody else listening knows, I love Bryn Forbes. I think he is... A huge success story for the Spurs. Bryn Forbes is a three-point specialist that came into the league undrafted and has made a, carved out a space for himself as a starter. And if you want more from him, I don't know what to tell you. He's a great dude that works his butt off. And I hope a team offers him a lot of money because he's a good shooter. And... He he deserves it. He he deserves a, a chance somewhere else as well. If he doesn't get a ton of money, I'd be more than happy to bring him back. I think he's a a great dude to bring off the bench as a spark, as a scorer. I don't I don't foresee that happening. I think we've got too many young guards that we want to get minutes to. I just think it's a little bit crowded. So he'll probably end up somewhere else uh, this off season. Same with Marco. Marco, Marco's done his time. How many uh, more miles does he have left in him, man? I don't know. Um, <laughs> he's 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 made Mama an entire Mia. career out of like sprinting around, shooting a three, and then falling on the floor. How much longer can he do it? Hopefully, he can do it more. I love watching him shoot. I love it. It's awesome. Just don't do it on our team anymore. No, <laughs> I'm gonna love watching him shoot for another team. <laughs> Yeah, I I love Marco. He's he's a he's a great dude, great great guy to have on the team. 
but same same with Bryn. Uh, it's just we've got a really crowded, um, really crowded bench that we want to get some minutes to see some younger guys, and I think that was evident in the in the bubble. So I don't foresee Marco coming back. Um, and Chimesi is going to be an interesting one because I viewed him kind of in the same realm as Drew Eubanks, but I think Drew Banks has really su- surpassed him. I think one of our big men of the future is going to be Drew and probably not Chimezi. I think Drew has just progressed a lot farther along than uh, than Mezzi has. And I'm sad because I love Metu. I I think he's a very intriguing, very intriguing player, but it would not surprise me if we parted ways with him this offseason. And same for Tyler Zeller, but not intriguing. <laughs> would not surprise me if we parted ways. Nothing intriguing about a Zeller. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so those are the the potential free agents of the Spurs. The the only other interesting thing that could happen this offseason is the uh the c- contract extension with Derek White, he's going to be eligible, and mm-hmm. it's going to. It goes to how how much you think the bubble is real. Mm-hmm. Like how how, right. how how much do you think Derek White has improved as a shooter? If that is if that's real, then extend him, keep him. He can play with Dejounte. He can play with Lonnie. He's a he's a good defensive player that can shoot. If none of that is real, then we've got a lot of questions to see what happens next year. I'm I'm a, I'm a Derek fan. I'm a Derek believer. I think he's better than he has even showed so far. So if it was up to me, I would extend him and try and keep him. But I think he's got some incentives to try and hit the open market at some point as well. So it's going to be really interesting. All right. Um, I will... Uh... I'll give a quick kind of Mavs season slash bubble uh, review. Just kind of kind of put a nice little bow on this season. Um, talk about the bright spots, which the bright spots are Luka Doncic and uh, and Chris Porzingis, Really, the how well they gelled together this season it happened quicker and I think better than uh, even most Mavs fans thought would happen. They played very well together on the court, and that's huge. Uh, Maxi Kleba and Dorian Finney-Smith uh, both made huge strides, not only defensively, which we kind of expected, but both they both shot the ball a whole lot better um, than I think that they were expected to do, and we're going to need them to keep doing that in order for us to be successful. Um, I miss Jalen Brunson. Um, I'm excited for him to come back um, because I, I think he's really important to our second team, uh, our second unit. But I, I, this season was fun. It was the first season that was super fun to be a Mavs fan in a while. And I like, I think the Mavs, obviously I'm incredibly biased, but the Mavs were the most fun team in basketball to watch. And that's almost entirely because of Luka Doncic. It's all Luka. Um, it's all Luka. Uh, of course, you guys know that uh, the Mavs had the highest offensive rating in the history of basketball this season, which is no small feat. Um, they, they're. What about. What, um uh Dwight Powell wasn't he a big part of that that offense early on in the season yeah I mean I always have mixed feelings about Dwight Powell he gives maximum effort every time he's on the court which is huge because you guys Um, were one of the best teams early on in the season and then for like the second half of the season you became kind of a 500 team yeah he's uh how much of that was was his impact I don't know he he's he's an incredible role man he he's Sets picks, he rolls to the basket, he's a great dunker, he's a great jumper, uh, he works really hard. His problems are he's not a great defender, he's not a great rebounder, not a great shooter. Um, and so the majority of his uh, usefulness, I guess, to the team is that he's kind of a glue guy. Uh, he's a perfect teammate. We love having him. He's a great guy and he does a ton of stuff for the community. Uh, and I really, really, really like Dwight Powell. Um, as far as like how important he is to the team, it's more of a chemistry thing, I think, than it is uh, how like how much we need his like basketball ability on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, but also having a guy that can roll that hard to the basket that consistently is probably really good for someone like Luca, who is great at finding those guys. Yeah, and really and opens I, up a lot. I think that's one thing that we need to pick up this off season, which I'll discuss in a future episode. 
but yeah, I mean, I like Dwight Powell and I want him back. And I, I don't I mean to try and sound like a Dwight Powell fan or anything. I don't like his face, but I just <laughs> yeah, think he's I a just, little bit more know. important I, than people realize. I always just have mixed feelings about Dwight Powell because I, I see the positive influence he has on the team and especially the positive influence he has on the, the Dallas community. Like he's, uh, he's a really, really super, super good dude. Uh, just, he's kind of infuriating to watch play basketball. He shoots too much and he's not a good shooter and he just, he, gets boxed out pretty easily for a lot of rebounds. And I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Dwight. But yeah, so the uh, Mavs had uh, offensive rating of 116.7, which is the best in NBA history. The second best team, uh, the second highest offensive rating this season was the Clippers with 113.9. Um, the difference in offensive rating between the first place Mavs and the second place Clippers was the same as the second place Clippers and the 14th place Raptors. Um, Yo, which is huge. Uh, and so it just obviously this in, incredibly uh, potent offense that's led by Luca and Chris Stapps because they're both they're both offensive machines. Just a um, glass cannon of a team. Fun fact, though, looking at the uh, offensive ratings over this season, uh, you know, the highest rated team that did not make the playoffs in offensive rating San Antonio Spurs. You guys, you guys had the ninth best offensive rating in basketball this season. Yes. Uh, what was our defense? Yeah. The twenty uh, second. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have those in front of me. Twenty third. Uh, something else that I was uh, impressed by from Luca this season. Uh, something else that came out of this season that I'm I'm really excited about is the uh, the Mavs have made a huge commitment to uh, furthering social justice and racial equality. Um, they are joining, I think, 21, maybe 22 other teams in the NBA by opening up the American Airlines Center uh, as a the largest polling place in Dallas County. And so anybody in Dallas County that's registered to vote can go to the American Airlines Center to vote, which is huge. Nice. Um, they're starting lots of like groups and like discussion groups and places where people can come and and have discussions and air their grievances and uh, and work together to try to figure out ways to make this country a better place. And Michael Finley is kind of spearheading that, um, which I'm, I'm super excited about. Um, they're pledging to donate a ton of money over the next few years um, to different organizations in the Dallas area and in the country. Um, they, they've put together what they call the action plan, which you can, if you're interested, you can find the information on that at mavs.com slash mavs take action. Uh, and so I'm really, really proud of the Mavs as an organization. I'm really proud of CEO Sint Marshall um, and the the super good work that she's doing for the Dallas area um, and really for the country as a whole. And so I think that's that's really great to see, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, but that's kind of the that's kind of putting a little little bow on this season. We'll start off season talk next week. I've already started my prospect scouting because the Mavs had the 18th pick in the first round and then the first pick of the second round. And so we're we're ready to to dive into that. Uh, but James, do you want to give us a quick quick little preview of the Rockets round two? Sure. Uh, so game one tomorrow. Rockets don't have much time off. Which, it's against uh, the Lakers, right? Against the Lakers, yes. So we'll be playing the Lakers on one day rest, which does not bode well because they've kind of been waiting around since they beat a Lillard list Blazers in game five a couple days ago. Um, so they'll be a little more well rested than us. We did play the Lakers once in the bubble, and we did beat them pretty good, but neither teams were at full strength. They did not have LeBron James playing. We did not have Westbrook or Eric Gordon. Granted, Eric Gordon, um, he's somebody who I think if he plays well, the Rockets have a good chance in the series. But if he continues playing poorly, then it's going to be really hard to make up the difference. He's a the first X factor round, like Lou Dort. Yeah, uh, he's supposed to be better than Lou Dort. Uh, he In the first round, he averaged 18 points a game, but on a pretty bad 16 and a half shots per game on 40 percent. He shot seven and a half threes per game. And he shot 25% on those. So he has not done as well. He, he had a pretty rough season as a whole. He kind of kept getting injured. And he so he's kind of been out of in and out of the lineup and never really got on a shooting rhythm. Um, I did just scroll up, and I do want to play the basketball reference 
uh, nickname game because there are some good ones here. Who? There are Eric one, Gordon. Eric Gordon. Yes, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven nicknames here. I don't know any nicknames for Eric Gordon. Egg Dog. I only knew like <laughs> Egg Dog. Um, there I, are two uh, that I could name off the head, top of my head. Maybe a third. That I only two fans. You um, said Flash I'm gonna go classic. Okay, I've heard Flash Gordon. I've heard Flash. Gordon. No, I need Flash. to play. I'm, oh, Splash. Splash Gordon. Okay, Splash Gordon's great. So Splash Gordon's uh, different. I heard that from somewhere else. It's EG is EG them. one of them? Just going EG with is one. Thing. There we go. Yeah, just go with his initials. That's <laughs> all day. Dude. Egg dog is egg. Egg dog is better than EG. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't. That's it. That's all I got. EG is all I. I don't know anything about Eric Gordon. I guess. What's his number? I think he's number ten. EG10. EG10. Nope. You got to give us some hints. One's kind of a play on the Michael Jordan thing. Air Gordon? Air Gordon. Yeah. Awful. Just awful. That's actually a pretty sweet nickname. (laughs) I actually really like that one. I think, uh, what's his name? Aaron Gordon also gets that a little bit. Oh, that one actually makes more sense. That makes much more sense. (laughs) What about uh, 10 Gs? No. There, There is one that is a number and then a G. 3G? 3G. Because he shoots three. That one's stupid. That's a bad nickname. I hate that nickname. Uh, The other three, I don't think you'll ever get. Uh, One is EJ. I have no idea why. Eric Money. Is he a junior? E Money, of course. I like like E Money. E Money, I like. And the last one, The Hobbit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm never calling him anything other than The Hobbit. Once I saw The Hobbit, I was like, we got to play the nickname game. This is great. Oh, I'm calling him The Hobbit forever. Always, (laughs) Always, <laughs> always trying to get that ring. He does kind of look like a hobbit. Oh, JD, that was. Good. I don't. I don't want your joke to be unappreciated. That was really good. I was that just was really fun. <laughs> I was just picturing <laughs> Eric Gordon as Frodo. Yeah, I mean, he's got a little pudgy face. So, I mean, I don't know. He's got a baby face. So I've never seen it. his feet without his sneakers on. So, good point. Good point. Might be real hairy and gross. Yeah. So, Eric Gordon, X Factor. If he can get into a rhythm, I think that could really help us out. One interesting thing is uh, Rajon Rondo is questionable for game one. So playoff Rondo is a different animal than regular season Rondo. So, But also, if he plays, you might just win. Yeah, he sucks. I hate him. I hate him forever. Uh, I understand. Yeah. I I mean. He could pull a Lou Dort and hit like eight three. Totally unwarranted. No. No. Please no. Um, Yeah, so game one, I expect us to be a little gassed. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we're able to hang in there. Make yeah, up the way it. that you guys play defense, you can't really afford to be gassed because you just got to run all over the place. Yeah, a lot of switching, a lot of movement. Uh, Anthony Davis will probably have himself a series, so but we'll see. All right, I, I think. think uh, have, sorry, go ahead. I think I think we have the wings to guard LeBron reasonably well. Um, and if James Harden plays well enough, then he could kind of cancel out. And we have Westbrook to hopefully cancel out some of them. It's probably got to be Covington on LeBron, right? I don't think anybody else is nearly strong enough to guard him. Uh, Covington, I would say Daniel House, maybe some too. Is he yeah. strong enough, do you think? Uh, he's not Co- Well, you may Covington, want- Covington has to guard AD. You may want to keep him off off ball so that he can make his good... Uh, is good like steel plays in the passing lanes and stuff like that. Yeah, Covington Covington is generally our jack of all trades, like moving around, coming in for weak side blocks. Yeah, because uh, Chris Paul went at Covington, and I'm gonna say it about, kind of embarrassed him. Don't forget about PJ Tucker. We have him down yeah, there. PJ is G, PJ can probably guard LeBron if PJ's butt can guard LeBron for sure. Yeah, yeah, and strong James enough. Harden probably will be matched up against Davis in the post. Some um, we switch a lot, so. There's some good numbers there for for Harden. Yeah, Harden. Whenever we played them in the bubble, Harden guarded Anthony Davis pretty well on the possessions that he was guarding him. He's uh, sneaky strong. He mm-hmm. is. Yeah, he's he's kind of got a he's got some good he's got some good size. So he's been he, eating he's got some, he's got for Yeah, he's got he's got the strength, and he's a top like five percent post defender in the league. All right. Uh, I think uh, I think we let's do a little game. I think we should have a draft. We haven't really played any games uh, 
like full segment games on this show yet. Um, Since the reboot, I, I have the idea. I think we should each draft a starting five uh, made up of players that play for the Texas teams currently. So does that not... include G League teams? Jonathan, don't do this. Okay, you don't you don't do this. Uh, so you're not you're not building a franchise. You're not building for the future. This is for like one game. Like you just want to go out there and you want to play one game and you want to win. Um, the other rule, you have to have at least one player from each team. Oh, you can't just okay. like, like I'm a homer. I was thinking about just drafting all Mavs. I was thinking uh, about just drafting all rockets. <laughs> James was also thinking about just drafting all rockets. So I think in order to spice it up a little bit to keep us from just drafting our team, uh, we, we have to have at least one player from each team, but yeah, again, you're not building for the future. Cool. This is just for one game. The best you're not drafting a bench. You're not drafting coaches, just a five man starting lineup. Um, salmon turned off. How strict are you going to be about positions? Not cool. Just five positionless players. league it's positionless Yo. basketball, baby. Let's go. Uh, and I think the order, I think we go in the order that we finish for the season. So James goes first. I'll go second. JD go third. Uh, Wait, why do I go snake first? draft? So JD, you'll have the turn. So yeah, oh, James, you have pick. to go first. It's a Dang privilege, it. James. I was really hoping I would not do this. I was really hoping uh, I wouldn't go third. Well, then your team shouldn't have done so good, and then JD is so bad. If anything, I would expect we to go reverse order from JD first, then you, then me. No, you, your team uh, won, so you get the honor of drafting first. You're the champion. That's like in the regular. Take drafts. James Harden, you loser. Yeah. Or Fine, I'll take James Harden. I wanted Luca, but I didn't want to have to choose. Okay, that's why I wanted the second spot, not the third, because I get neither. But I also Fine. just wanted to bully you into taking James Harden so that I could take Luca. Fine, JD, you've got okay. the turn. You got two picks. Excellent. Anybody from the Mavs, Rockets, or Spurs currently current players? Don't draft Hakeem Olajuwon or anything. I mean, I really Dominic want Wilkins. Gerald Green, but we traded him. <laughs> Are we assuming that these players are at their best? Yeah. You're drafting as they are now. Like, if they were to go out on court today. Today? I don't know if LaMarcus Uh, can play right now. Not not injuries, though. (laughs) We're assuming they're healthy. Injuries are turned off. Yeah, injuries Um, are turned off. This is 2K. Injuries are turned off. All right. You guys went with your best players, so I'm going to go with DeMar and LaMarcus. Nice. Okay. Uh, I wanted to take Chris Stops, but I can't. I think that means I have to go Chris Stops then. This draft is going super well. <laughs> I'm, well super I'm ready to this. change things up. All I'm right, James, you got to turn things up. You've got two turns. Pick two. I'm going for the most lovable guy out there, Boban Marjano. Oh, my game is going to be my last pick. He's finally on the rocket. Dang it. I didn't think he'd get taken. I was going to make him my last pick. I was going to do that. Pick? Oh, you suck. I had to make. I didn't yeah, think there he'd was make no it. way he was going to last. Okay, no let's uh, let's be real. As much think- as I love, as much as I love Boban, he's not one of the 15 best players in Texas right now. I don't know, dude. Have you seen the Spurs? That's like he is so efficient. <laughs> That's why I asked if Stamina was turned off. Because man, if he's there out there all game, he's so efficient. He's good. <laughs> all right, you got um, Boban. You, you also jerk. assumed that we were going to take this seriously. That's, <laughs> That's true. All right, what's your um, first first pick of the third round? First pick of the third round. Well. I guess all the other five all-stars are already gone. So all-star caliber. So I guess I'll take Westbrook. Okay. Yes. Things have normalized. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, who am I? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Robert Covington. Ooh, nice. Good choice. I thought, good of, I thought about good PJ, pick. but I, I, I like Robert. Good answer. Mm-hmm. Although, so right now, oh, hold on a second, though. Can on. you imagine Luca driving and then dishing to PJ in the corner? It's beauty. It's oh, magic. Man. No, I have to go. Rico. I can't imagine. We, we I've seen James Harden do it. It's it would be pretty much. <laughs> Are you saying PJ is not great. defense? Well, I just I yeah. I like Rocco better. Rocco and PJ together are good, an inside good inside anchor. All right, JD, you've got two picks. All right, so I need I need some shooting because I've got two guys that can create their own shot in the mid range. Yeah, so Rockets are off them, I need to give them a little bit of space. I don't know, dude. This is tough. This is a this is a really tough one. I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna split the team. I'm gonna pick a Mav and I'm gonna pick a Rocket. I I was gonna pick two Rockets, but I'm gonna take a Mav. Let's go with Maxi and Eric Gordon. 
Eric Gordon. Nice. Those are good picks. I love so Maxi Klebus. When are you going to get some shooting? Because Eric Gordon's shooting 25%. Maxi can shoot, baby. Uh, playoffs <laughs> notwithstanding. Playoffs <laughs> notwithstanding, James. He was, he was shooting real bad into the playoffs. <laughs> I think get Gordon was like 31% from the field this season. Or from hey, but Maxi was great this season, though. But the thing is, Eric Gordon can shoot, and people defend him on the three-point line. That's sure. a good point. And he can drive, so. Maxi shot 37% from three this season, just not bad. Plus, he's a, a great like weak side defender. He he's gonna yeah. he's gonna help out Lamarcus down low a lot. And he's super handsome. Mm-hmm. So we've got that going for us. That certainly yeah. doesn't hurt. Maxi will do a good job guarding Boban in the corner when mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. When Dan Tony right. gives him the green light. I I need a spur. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go DeJounte Murray. Who I know, I know underperformed a little bit, but I'm just picturing him next to Luca, so that Dejounte can guard the other team's guard. Yeah, just while Luca, so Luca doesn't have to worry about defense. Mm-hmm. I, I need someone who can step up and guard the Damian Lillards of the world, so Luca yeah, does. I like that with your relax. team. Yeah, uh, Dejounte is a great like point of attack defender. He'll yeah. If someone tries to drive on him and they're if they yeah. make one lapse of judgment if they're a little bit careless he takes it and it's two points the other way easy yeah that, that's what i wanted right, who's up right, next? back to me yeah um it's back to me i think i'm You've got going your fourth to... and fifth picks yeah so you're you're yeah, wrapping up your team two. right now I'm wrapping up my team i think i'm gonna go with my heart and a team that will probably just frustrate the heck out of james harden i'm gonna go for all these tall boys and small boys so i got bobin I'm going to pick up Patty Mills from the Spurs. Yo. Assistant coach Patty Mills? <laughs> Assistant coach Patty Mills. He can also shoot. So, And then I think my last pick mm, this is a tough one. As much as I want to grab J.J. Barea, I'm going to go <laughs> with our own Chris Clemens of the Rockets, the 5'9", Nate Robinson reincarnate. Yes, that guy is incredible. Oh yeah, pretty wild. Like maybe not on the NBA court, but like if you went up and you played, you played him in some like pickup games, he would embarrass you. That guy I mean, is incredible. Incredible. Not not a professional basketball, but he's incredible. <laughs> he is a rookie during the uh, during summer league. He did average close to twenty points a game. Yeah, I watched the summer league games, and I thought he would be. I thought he would be a, a much bigger part of the Rockets than he was. He's. He's too small to really be a consistent. Too player. small for the Rockets, James? No one's too small for the Rockets, James. Take it to the limits. <laughs> Bring up a good point. Maybe next year. <laughs> once once uh, Tyson Chandler retires, then we'll, that spot will we'll be, be open. To, that spot will be open. Mm-hmm. Get in that rotation. I I've decided, even though I'm a Mavs fan, that I want my my five man team. I want our team philosophy to be defense. So I'm taking Dorian Finney Smith. Cool. I don't want anybody to score on us ever. So right now I've got Chris Stapps walking shots, Robert Covington, like roaming the uh, roaming the entire floor, Slint. playing good defense. He doesn't DeJounte have to roam. Murray, he can just reach. He can just reach. <laughs> Dejounte Murray locking down the other team's uh, backcourt. Dorian Finney-Smith uh, acting as Robert Covington Jr. and just kind of doing whatever needs to be done. That's a great defensive team, and all of them except I don't. Is, can Dejounte shoot? Does he have the ability to shoot the basketball even a little? Yes, yes. He, he works enough for me. Chip. He works with Chip, dude. He can good shoot. enough for me, dude. Uh, yeah, but I mean, so does Demar, and Demar can't hit a three to save his life. So I don't. I saw know. Demar hit a three in the bubble. It happened. <laughs> I, I I'll never understand the mental block that Demar has. He is an elite mid range shooter, and then he just takes one step back and he can't make anything. It's so no. Crazy. He took he took a lot more threes in um in Toronto before he got traded, and I think at some point. Yeah. Pop was like, if you don't want to take threes, you don't have to. And he said, okay. Yeah, it's just wild. Oh. But yeah, I don't want anybody scoring on my team. So I'm going with uh, going with the, uh, the lovely and talented Dorian Finney-Smith. Okay, cool. And I've got one more spot. Uh-huh. Oh, boy, PJ. oh, boy. Nah, I, need, I need a smaller guard. Wait, it was has PJ Tucker not been taken? He hasn't. Wait, really? Okay, then I changed my oh. mind. I don't, want, I don't want Dorian. I want PJ Tucker. <laughs> Say if I, I was more been, serious, I would have picked him. Yeah. I assumed he had been taken, but I forgot James was just goofing around. <laughs> All right, my team's even better now. Yeah. I got PJ. 
You have three centers now. PJ, I have no Roko, and Porzingis. I have zero centers. Robert Covington is a center. It's not the basketball reference. I don't care. Basketball <laughs> reference also thinks that Eric Gordon's nickname is the Hobbit. So I'm not listening to <laughs> <The it>. Hobbit. <laughs> I've Basketball Reference thinks that Paul George's nickname is Batman, so I'm not really taking Basketball Reference as a good source here. Well, seven nicknames though. My team is really bad. Yeah, my team's the best. Clearly, right? My we team's having agree. fun though. <laughs> my team's Think having fun. Yeah, we'll have fun. We'll shoot so many threes. Luca and Boba PJ, T- Luca Doncic and PJ Tucker hanging out. It's gold. You so imagine how, I... how much shoe talk is going to happen between those two guys. JD, did you pick your last slot? I'm about to. Thinking. I'd really like another shooter at the point guard position. Seth Curry, and I'm baby. I'm thinking Seth Curry, but Seth also Curry, baby. Seth Curry, best Curry. There's Trey Burke that I could take. Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> have you Sorry, seen I took Trey Burke? You're right. Trey Burke is basically Allen Iverson now, so go for it. JJ Barea <laughs> is so JJ good. JJ Barea. He's one of the Slash brothers. Yeah, I Lamar love JJ Barea a lot. I don't want Damari Carroll. It's either those. <laughs> it's either um, uh, Seth Curry, Trey Burke, or Derek White. Derek White is clearly the best defender of them, and he also shoots threes now. Mm-hmm. I'll probably Seth, go with Derek. You, Seth, it, I will say underrated on defense. Shut up about Austin Rivers. Nobody cares about Austin Rivers. I don't want Austin Rivers. <laughs> Seth Curry, underrated on defense. He's He was a pesky defender the entire bubble. Quick hands. I don't think it matters. It doesn't. My team's going to destroy you guys' teams anyway. It's it's over. You can pick whoever. Yeah, I'm going with Derek White. That's fine. In 2K. Nothing wrong with being a homer, dude. So could you read us back our uh, our lineups? I can read you back my lineup. I didn't keep track of yours. Boy. Uh, my team is uh, the Mavs right now are Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis, Robert Covington, DeJounte Murray, and PJ Tucker. Team's so good. I have Boban and four point guards. Hmm. James Harden, power forward, Russell Westbrook, small forward, Patty Mills, shooting guard, and Chris Clemens, point guard. Like, size-wise, at least. Right, right, right. Harden's obviously running the ball down the court, unless Westbrook wants to throw it out of bounds. The Spurs roster is Derek White at point, Eric Gordon, DeMar DeRozan, Maxi Kleba, and Lomarcus Aldridge. That's a pretty good team, too. We both drafted good teams. James is the only one that did bad. Hey, I have the best player on the court. <laughs> Boban. Exactly. That's, that's not a terrible point. And uh, if all right, somebody tries to attack me, we're going to have to plug these into 2K and see what happens. Oh, yeah, we'll run it. We'll, 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 we'll run the simulation. It. Yeah, check the Twitter for the for the final results here. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for listening to the Texas Triangle. I want to thank the Canes for the use of their song Starry-Eyed. Uh, I also want to thank Eddie Nahara and Vernon Maxwell, the king of Twitter, uh, and Patty Mills. Uh, please rate and review us. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. Really helps a lot. Tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter at TX Triangle Pod, or you can shoot us an email at Texas Triangle Pod at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Until next time, remember sometimes you got to work a little so you can ball a lot. Bye, Craig. Egg dog. <laughs>